Welcome to Agent Unstuck Calls, where we talk to real estate agents who are experiencing a challenge in their real estate career and they're looking for an alternative solution. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Cerrone with MastermindAgent.com, and I'm excited about this episode, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, how can I help you today? What uh, area of your business would you like us to focus on? What uh, is the challenge that you would like us to focus on? Well, um, initially, I had a lot of stuck uh, moments in, in my real estate business. And uh, I am at the point where I think it was, um, I realized being stuck is probably a lot of um, self-doubt, maybe even feeling self-pity, uh, not believing in yourself. Um, and uh, I learned to just, just keep on, you know, keeping on and um, keep doing what I was doing. I love helping people. Um, I take every call and every client serious, whether it's the cheapest lot on the market or it's a, you know, a more expensive property. I treat them all, uh, all my clients as royalty, um, give them my undivided attention, uh, whatever I can do. So uh, somehow, especially in this crazy market where um, I hear a lot of agents are actually struggling because they can't win offers, I am thriving like never before. Um, I, of course, it's hard work and um, just uh, this experience, just, you know, even letting go of my personal baggage, you know, or not having the confidence and, you know, just pep talk to myself uh, to just keep doing what I'm doing. It got me to the level where my phone is ringing plenty and um, this year has been a uh, most successful year for me. So I, um, I'm very grateful, very thankful. Uh, and I am at the point where I don't know if I should expand and, you know, build a team, brand my name. And one of the goals or dreams I have at this point is to uh, break through multi-million dollar market. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Great. Let's, uh, let's, you know me, I like to ask a lot of questions. So let's kind of open some of these things up. So you said that uh, you've, you've had a great year. How long have you been in the business? About nine years. So nine years and your last 12 months or so have been great. Tell me uh, what kind what kind of transaction volume are we talking about? How many closings? Um, this year? Sure. This year and last year, give us kind of some perspective. You said things are really going well. I probably, I, I know I have a tally on my MLS, what I did in the last six months. So I can tell you in the last six months, I probably had, uh, I don't know, under 40 transactions in the last six months. Wow. Uh, those include vacant land, uh, and you know, single-family homes. I love new construction, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm advertisement advertising new construction. Um, I think it's a great choice for a lot of buyers. Um, so yeah, uh, about 
35, maybe just under 40 transactions in the last. And how does that break out between land and residential houses? Like, um, I'm going to say, mm, I'm going to say probably 60, 40 at this point, uh, 60 going towards single family homes, dwellings and 40 vacant lots, but lately it's been uh, more homes versus vacant so lots. We'll say uh, approximately 24 houses and 16 lots in the last six months. Is that about right? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Now, uh, other questions are, do you, are you doing this all by yourself as a solo agent? Do you have a team? Just me. Do you have an assistant of any kind or a, a transaction coordinator? I do not. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So you're really uh, working hard and you're putting in a lot of time and it's paying off. Uh, and you said that you have your, your uh, system down for getting business. And now you're wondering about leveraging up. This is what I'm hearing. Are we going along the right track? Yes. Okay, yes. Cool. I, I, sometimes I'm getting to the point where I'm very overwhelmed uh, and I feel like I, you know, I, keep thinking more and more lately about building a team. And I do, I, I, I actually, I sign, up, I sign up for a broker school. So at the end of the month, I'm going to a broker's uh, classes. I want to get my broker's license. Um, the real estate company that I'm with, it's actually uh, my family. So, and uh, we have probably close to 10 agents and it's just the broker owner. And she's been going after me to, to become a broker assistant in the brokerage. So that's, you know, that's kind of my next plan to grow. Um, and, and go ahead. Yeah. And again, the last few months, I, I dealt with a lot of, um, uh, you know, obstacles and a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Some challenges. <laughs> Challenges and also, um, oh my goodness, what's the word? <laughs> uh, just dealing with, you know, difficult situations and um, controversials, you know, with conflicts the Conflicts, maybe. Conflicts and things like that. And oh my goodness, I felt like, you know, there's so much growth, you know, how to how to talk to a person, what to say, what not to say, you know? Um, yeah. Let's, let's open this up a little bit as to where you want to go with things. So you, you're starting to get to the point where you're going to start maxing out what you can do by yourself as a solo agent. And so you've kind of come to a decision of do the next steps are either stay where you're at and maintain and get more efficient, uh, maybe reduce, you don't like the volume, other ways to go are to increase. And if you increase, you can either increase by leveraging your solo agent status. So you remain the focal point of all the transactions and you bring in some administrative help to allow you to leverage your time to work with more people. Uh, the next, the other alternative in that approach for growth would be a team. You mentioned the team. As you move towards the team level, you're moving towards the brokerage level as well. So there's solo agent on one end and there's a broker level on the other and teams are in the middle, right? And that's, it's kind of a continuum. 
and you've got to decide where you fit in there, where you want to be in the next year or two or three as you, you decide this. For instance, I heard you say broker assistant with your current brokerage and 10 agents. That My understanding of that means you're going to be doing more management of people rather than being in the field working with buyers and sellers. And so my question is, have you done management of any kind, either here in this industry or another, where you've had to manage people versus what you've been doing, which is you've been working, interacting with the clients and customers, and which do you prefer or which do you think you would prefer? Um, well, I've, um, I've done a little bit of training and coaching with uh, some of the newer agents. Um, I have to say, I, I do enjoy, uh, you know, giving back. Um, I think just like yourself, I think you're doing what you're doing because you enjoy uh, helping people, encouraging, you know, giving them, you know, some, some good substantial help, you know, practical way. So I do enjoy this part. Um, however, I, I also enjoy working in the business. I enjoy transactions. So I, I don't know exactly. I, I feel I maybe want to do a little bit of both. I, I don't know if it's, uh, uh, you know, if it's doable, <laughs> if it's possible. Anything's possible. If you want to hit high levels of success in any area, high pro productivity, you need to specialize. And that's why I'm kind of asking these questions. If you want to continue to hit a higher level of success as a solo agent, then you'd want to move down that track. If you want to go towards where you're hiring and managing and motivating people, then you want to go down the broker track. And if you want the, the team track, it starts to move towards that broker side where as your team gets bigger, you become more and more of a manager and you come out of the field more and more. And so that's, I think you're kind of at a crossroads at this point because of the questions you're bringing up and you have to decide which of those paths do I want to go down? Uh, because you could take your solo agent practice as an example and you can leverage it up probably as a, a really strong solo agent, somewhere between 50 and 100 closings a year on the, on the house side. Uh, and then if you really start leveraging, you might even get into the low hundreds. We know people doing 120, 130 on the solo agent side, working with every client and customer. There are a few crazy people who I know who got up to 180 on the solo agent side. I know a woman who got up to 300 units and is still doing that. She's been there for 10 years, but she's just bizarre. She's, she's unusual. She's very unique. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm actually about to talk to someone in a few days who's up to 400 units a year solo with no assistance, but he does vacant lots. So you mentioned you do some vacant lots, right? So mm -hmm. he's brought, that's how he's made that work. What I'm saying is there is a path to, to solo agent status. And the beautiful thing about solo agent is the high profit margins. All right. Mm -hmm. They're typically 60, 70, 80, even 90% profit margins. Whereas when you switch over to a team, that drops quite a bit. If you're still in production, it's probably going to be around 30, 40%. And if as you move out of production, it probably is going to be 20% if you're doing it right or less, depending on if you got the mix right. Uh, the this team has 
could have a higher gross money coming in, but it may be less actually take home. It depends on how you run all these things. That's why I'm asking you to start kind of mm -hmm. thinking about if you really want to go down the path, because you got to commit. If you're going to build a team, you got to go 100% at it if you're going to make it. If you want to build the what I call a highly leveraged solo agent model, which you're already doing, but you haven't leveraged yet. So you're at the high, high part, but you haven't done the highly leveraged part of the solo agent side. You got to really commit to make that work. Uh, which of those sound more appealing to you? You know, Mike, I think I would love to have one person to assist me who I would trust my life with. That's, that's what I, you know, that would be my team, you know, just one other person. Um, I, and then I can kick up a notch with production, but that, I think that's, that's what I have for a team plan in my head as far as a team itself. You know what? That's that's what the original teams were. I was around when they were popping up, and uh, it, we, we called it. We didn't even call it a team. We called it bringing in an assistant. Mm -hmm. Bring in an assistant, and they help you in the capacity. And then that grew into multiple assistants doing multiple roles, supporting the one agent, which we now call a highly leveraged solo agent, uh, and then. It eventually say, well, bring in more agents, a buyer agent, listing agent, and you start developing the team. At that point, you're managing lead flow, you're managing people, you know, you're kind of running a, a business at a different size or focus. But from what I'm hearing, you like being in the field, you're really good at it, you're good with the people, you're, you're not getting overburdened in the field. And you're thinking about bringing in the system, maybe to leverage up, maybe give you a little more time freedom, but also to allow you to work with more people and earn a higher income and start raking in that cash and putting it in the savings or investments. Is that what I'm hearing? Does that sound right? I think, yeah, I think you're hit, hitting the nail on the head. And uh, now listening to you speak, I feel like my head is in the right place because you said out of your own experience that you just bring one assistant. So I don't overthink and I don't, uh, don't, don't even think to grow too fast. Cause that could be also a downfall. So, um, yeah. Cool. Well, I, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm glad we're getting some clarity. So this is kind of a clarity call and I'm going to give you, uh, I'm coming up on my time and I only have, we only have 20 minutes together. So I'm going to give you an assignment. I already know what your assignment is. It's nice and easy. So do you have something to write with? Absolutely. Cool. So let's write this down. Here's your assignment. Uh, I want you to write out a vision for what you see your business looking like in a year and three years and five years. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Just, you, you mentioned you like to keep it simple, which is a huge advantage. So just write down the simple vision, the, what you see in your mind's eye of what this business, your business would look like in a year. For instance, will you have an assistant? How many units would you be closing? What would be the approximate volume? What would be the take home pay? How many hours would you be working? Would you be working with all the clients? Kind of a picture in your mind's eye of what this thing would look like and make sure that it's going to match up with something that you want to do. Uh, but you need that vision out there so it'll draw you 
and then making all your right choices and decisions along the path. And, and it'll speed up the process as well. And if you could, let's just do one year and say three years, where would it be three? Would it be different three years from now than today or one year away? You know, what would that thing look like? Would you maybe bring in two assistants by three years from now to leverage up even more? Try to use unit count. Like today you're closing basically 50 houses a year. Would you want to get up to 70 or 90 or 100? What's an objective for you? And then run the numbers for what that would result for you as far as take-home pay, uh, GCI, those kind of things, just kind of a picture. And I'm, I'm saying a lot, but it can be a very simple plan. Most important, it needs to be a vision where you could see yourself in your mind's eye doing it. And I need you to write that down on paper because there's something magical about writing it down. And it becomes reality if you'll do that and focus on it. Uh, and I think it's going to help you create some clarity. And, and if for any reason you get to the point where you're like, I'm not sure if this is the right path, then turn and write down the path that you're thinking of the alternative, like moving towards a broker or moving towards a, a giant team or, or whatever the other path is that you're thinking. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So that's the assignment. The assignment is again, to write down your one year vision for where you see yourself and your, your practice, your solo agent practice in one year. What does that look like? Feel like unit count, volume, sales, um, just put it on like a suit, you know, put it on, try it on for size and say, yeah, I like this. Right. Or, or no, I don't, I need to change something. And then you'll know what to change. Um, and that's it. That's the assignment. And the question I have for you is when could you get that done by? Um, I think, um, what's today? Tuesday? Mm -hmm. Wednesday. <laughs> by tomorrow. That's awesome. So let's put Wednesday. What time could it be done by? Let's say uh, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Well, I like your urgency. That is wonderful. So tomorrow, 5 p.m. So we have a deadline. We have the assignment. We have a deadline. And now the accountability. When you get done, I want you to email me and tell me that you got it done. Okay. Okay. That's your accountability portion. So you make sure you stay on track and get it knocked out. And that's it. All right. Awesome. Is this helpful? Yes. Yes. I, uh, I appreciate, appreciate your, uh, reaching out and all your tips. I thank you. You betcha, Nikki. Just remember, once you get that vision, everything else is going to be clear about what you need to make it happen, right? Because now everything that can make it happen is going to start coming into your life and you're going to put it in place because you have the vision of where you want to go with this thing. You've already got to a very high level of production and, and, and it's very, uh, impressive. And now let's see how you can fine tune and hone this and move it forward to the next step. Right, right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. you I, I still think quality over quantity. You know, I, there is part of me where I rather stay smaller, but I give some exclusive service to exclusive clients. You know, that's good. So that's good. Are, are you thinking about maybe raising your price point then or just being more more time with your current clients by bringing in someone that can handle paperwork? I've been really, it's been on my heart, on my mind. I really want to break through to 
million dollar market. I, it's, it's just something been on my mind. Yeah. I, I actually, I showed million dollar properties locally and uh, with buyers, you know, it wasn't my listing. And I was actually surprised the level of um, knowledge and uh, of the listing agent. I was shocked that how little they knew, uh, you know, they're just, professional standing and I not to compare myself but I did compare myself and I said I could do that I could do that <laughs> right you know uh, this person is selling a multi-million dollar house and she cannot answer simple questions sure. you know? so I, that was good for you to see wasn't it yeah I, I realized that you know hey I, I need to start seeing more value in myself you know and and even you know the the worst condition home you sell the more you learn because you're going to run into all kinds of problems and every home you sell with you know broken roof this and that i i'm just learning construction and this and that i'm learning everything you know little sure. by little so when i walk into a a multi-million dollar home that background of selling cheap and ugly and broken you know homes Kick in, you know. There's you know what, Nikki? That can become part of your vision. So that could be part of your vision where you move into more of a luxury market or that becomes part of your business. Again, that's why I want you to get the idea. What are you going to look like in a year or three years from now? Are you going to be a luxury agent? Are you going to continue to sell the same homes you've been selling? Would it be a mix? You need to come up with that vision so you can start to create that runway to get to that level of whatever it is that you want. Um, but I bring up the luxury because if you want to stay at the same number of units and provide a higher value to the, each individual and receive a higher income, the best way to do that is to sell more expensive homes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. well, I'm going to, I'm going to break this for now because we've run out of time, but this was a lot of fun. Nikki, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Mike. It was such a pleasure. All right. Take care, Nikki. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for Agent Unstuck Calls. It was a lot of fun today. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and click that like button. And if you want to hear more calls like this, go ahead and subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you know exactly when the next episode is coming out. And if you have any thoughts about what you heard today and you'd like to relay that to everyone else, go ahead and put that down in the comment section so people can talk about it. And finally, if you're stuck in your real estate career, you're a veteran who's having some challenges and you can't figure out how to get to that next step, go ahead and schedule yourself an unstuck call. Just go to agentunstuckcall.com. That's agentunstuckcall.com. And let's get you scheduled in. You'll go in there, you'll fill out a quick survey, you'll find a time that works for you, and we'll get on a call just like this and see if we can't get you some answers. All right, this has been a lot of fun. I'm your host, Mike Cerrone with Mastermind Agent. And again, thank you for joining us on Agent Unstuck Calls. Take care.